you came along But I'm too shy to tell you how I feel And so I wrote this
Hey everybody, you just heard a pocket full of love songs, the title track of the new solo studio album by Claire Hamill, and she is one of England's first female singer-songwriters who has toured, recorded, and performed with the likes of Ray Davies of The Kinks, King Crimson, Wishbone Ash, Procol Harum, Jethro Tull, you name it. Uh, you've also probably heard her hit song Baseball Blues and uh, the hit single by Eva Cassidy called You Take My Breath Away that she penned. Uh, the album is out now through Cherry Red, and you can get it on Amazon CD. You can go directly to Cherry Red. You can go to Apple Music, Spotify, uh, all those streaming sites. But I say go to her website, clairehamill.co.uk. Welcome to Big Blend Radio. Claire, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. So happy to be here reaching out to you. It's wonderful. It is wonderful. You know, we complain about technology, which, you know, Nancy is right now. She's beating up her computers. Well, she better be nice to the new one. But I think it's great that we can do this. I mean, about what, 10 years ago, this would have been a real hard thing to do. You know, absolutely. For independence yes, to yes. Unite. Yes, so, absolutely would have. I mean, the music fantastic. business has changed, hasn't it, beyond all recognition from in the 50 years since I've been in it, because if you didn't go through a major label, uh, you, you just wouldn't have had an audience at all. But technology has made everybody's music available now, which is fantastic, you know, for, for somebody that is talented, but that maybe didn't get the breaks, at least now their talent can be seen when it, you know, wherever, really. Exactly. It's, it's, and then we just have to get everybody to know where they are. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. That's thing. It's like, hey, we've got new music. I love the album. Uh, you know, it's just so, oh gosh, it was just such a positive, upbeat, feel good. I felt like I was out in England. And um, I just, I felt like I felt full of the joys of spring, actually. Great, <laughs> great. Springtime yeah. for lovers. Oh, yeah, you just reminded me of that one. That was a cute one, isn't it? Springtime yeah. for lovers. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of ribbing over that because of the film, The Producers, and everyone, everybody was going, springtime for Hitler, don't you mean? Do you know that song from The Producers, oh, springtime for oh. Hitler? And I went, no, it's springtime for lovers, springtime for lovers. But that's what boys are like. They're always kidding you along, aren't they? Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, reading about you being like the the first, you know, one of the first singer-songwriters of England, women uh, singer-songwriters, um, I was reading up and people are like comparing to Joni Mitchell. I'm like, no, it's Claire. <laughs> It's Claire. I just want to say it's Claire. And, and you've got like this voice that you just you don't hear this kind of sound very often anymore. It's just so pure and right to it. There's just no clutter. There, and I really appreciate your music and your, your lyrics and just I know you just you just Thank really you. deliver awesome music that makes us feel good and makes us think. And uh, I just I want to go back to you getting started. And what did England think when you got started as, you know, first singer you know singer songwriter as a woman well the thing was I was very young and had I been older I think I might have had a better grip on on the scene than I did because I was so young uh, for instance Joan Armatrading released Ooh. an album the year after I did and she was so much more mature and she had a, a you know a great deal more success than I did and I think you know looking back Maybe my songs were just a bit too immature sounding and, you know, I was just putting my toe in the water. And, and at the time, um, the, the fashion was for um, stadium bands like Genesis, Yes, 
Led Zeppelin. So the boys were really running the show and there wasn't a great deal of appreciation of women's music at that time. I think that came later, I think with people like Annie Lennox of the Tourists, um, certainly Kate Bush as well, uh, they started to break through and Judy Zook. Um, so uh, it did get better for girls. And now, of course, you know, it's the market for, for girl singers is, is marvelous, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's really. I, I think it, it's interesting too, going from England, like America, we had, I think a lot more. And I know we're gonna, we're gonna uh, close this with one of my favorite songs on the album, who cares? It feels so good. And I just like to say, who cares anyway? It's one of my, it's like, let's get on with it. But, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, a fun it's song, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. It's got a real Americana feel. And I think that we had a lot of women doing that kind of style. You know, even when you think about Patsy Cline, she wasn't so rockabilly, but um, I think we had a lot more women when I think back in music in this. I country. think so. Oh, absolutely. You did. I mean, we had certain pop girls, but they weren't girls that were crafting their own songs. And um, writing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And writing. Um, I think uh, you ha have always had a great deal of, of girls contributing to the music scene in America. And it's a rich scene, there's no doubt about it, um, that we can all enjoy and dip into as well and get great inspiration from, from time to time. Um, I, my manager introduced me to Bessie Smith. Mm. And so I recorded one of her old songs on my second album. Um, and she is just so listenable and so gutsy. Um, I must listen to some more of her music as well. Um, mm. But but yes, uh, who cares? It feels so good. It is maybe just a little tongue in cheek uh, throwback Fun. to that sort of Bessie Smith cute thing that she used to do, you know, red hot mama sort of thing. And uh, yeah, it, it's a funny song. When I I don't perform it live very much because there's a lot of lyrics to sing and remember. And I keep thinking, oh, I wonder if I'll get it right. Um, but when I when I have performed it, people have laughed out loud, and that's always great fun, you know, when you can make people laugh and make them cry as well. That's that's really powerful feeling. It's the emotion. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of music. It's like you, it you know, you can't really always put words to emotions. You know, you can, you know, but music somehow it just it it hits the spot that it, nothing it does. else does yes you know and sometimes there's something in the human voice that seems to unlock something in you um and you and you you know you you'll be just sitting there listening away and all of a sudden you'll find yourself crying I mean I think I the last time I cried was listening to Maria Callas the other night she mm. was just so beautiful and Pavarotti can do that to me as well mm. you know it's a it's a wonderful thing. It's some sort of timbre in in mm. the voice. It just unlocks. Some Have you feeling. ever sung with Pavarotti? Remember, he did that whole series of live performances with different, like Tracy Chapman performed with him. Wow! Uh, all the if you, you check it up on on YouTube, it's kind of a trip. There were people I never thought would you have would you have ever gotten up and sang with him? Oh, if I'd had the chance, you're kidding, of course. I mean, I grew up in a family where we all sang at the drop of a hat, you know, because it was just so natural. Um, apart from my Auntie Patty, who had the best voice, but she also was a bit 
coquettish with it and you know we'd be at the family party I remember as a child sitting around and my aunties my mother my grandma we all sang and my my auntie Patty was my grandma's youngest mm. baby sister but she had the most wonderful vibrato and everybody used to wait for Patty to sing and um and then but I'd see her sometimes she'd go no I'm not in the mood to sing today and and it was like one of those oh so yes if I'd have had the chance to sing with Pad Pavarotti I would have jumped at it oh. you know even from the audience I'd have scrambled way down from the yeah, it's like it's me take me <laughs> exactly yeah, I'll sing with you Pavarotti you're so amazing well, it's interesting about the, you know your family singing and I think back to also the Celtic roots uh you know music and um how you know it's it, we talk about country music here or rockabilly but it does come from you know celtic roots a yes. lot of it you know um when you think about out here in the appalachian region uh in in the states uh you know that music that music that people listen to it comes from i think mostly irish and celtic music and yeah. people that came over and started you know distilling whiskey in the bushes <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's the bootlegger music yeah is what I call great it. But, yes but it, there's something um ethereal about it isn't it that's what's so interesting i think that's what um you know i was playing your music for nancy she goes oh it really takes me back to karen carpenter kind of just this very pure singing voice with a message and wow, because you just you. that's a why isn't she one of the best singers oh, I mean absolutely she has the best tone of mm -hmm. anybody she's that's got it. that a is beautiful yeah. contralto tone that's just un, yeah, unbelievable I think she's top five definitely mm. Ella Fitzgerald is my favorite I think mm. she she's got to be my favorite but Karen Carpenter's tone just can't be matched it's matchless it's beautiful yeah well, that's the first thing Nancy said that's a Karen Carpenter like just that vibe that sound so she because it was just like I said you just don't hear that kind of just you know real just let's just sing it you know kind of sound you don't see it that very often especially with women and and but we see so many women now just kicking butt it's like girl power all the way which is exciting in music because yes. it hasn't been easy even for the women on this side of the of the country of the world has not been easy for women to get their their leg up for some now because there were women before them you know kind of shining that torch so it's interesting what was it like for you when you toured the country because I know you've been over here quite a bit right I did two American North American tours but they were a long time ago uh but it was it was fantastic it was a fantastic time in in the music business because um in the early 70s it, it was an awful lot of fun um and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tour, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, it was, it was, it was wild. It was wild. That's all I could say. Um, and now I think we're, we probably would, you know, we've become very conservative when we think about, you know, how to behave. We were wild in those days. I remember being at the Continental Hyatt house. Uh, at breakfast having breakfast and a chap just got sat opposite me and and asked me if I wanted to go to bed with him and we hadn't even said hello you know it was I was just why it was a sexual revolution it was you know everybody was Free. getting 
stoned and it was yeah nobody minded anything we were free we were free it was it was a wonderful time and um yeah i'm really i'm really glad that i was alive then actually because we didn't have the the stress and the strain that comes with um uh, you know after after the pressure of always having to be successful um mm -hmm. that came through the 80s uh, you know, always more, more, get on, you mm -hmm. must do this, you must improve yourself, improve, improve. Um, there wasn't any of that. We were just... <laughs> it's like, how many self-help books do you want to read? It's like... Well, I know. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I know. I've, there's that classic line in, um, oh, what was that show? Roseanne, when <laughs> she's moving Jackie out and, uh, and she's got all of this bookcase to move and she looks at the book, she goes, Jackie... Anybody with this many self-help books has got to be really fucked up. <laughs> Which I've, never, I've never forgotten. It's such a great line. My kids made me give all mine away when I moved out of my house. And uh, I took them down to the local library because I'd heard that, that if you wanted to keep your books, but you didn't have space for them, if you donate them to the local library, you can always go back anytime and get them out again. So I boxed them all up and I took them down to the local library and I said, here you are. And, this, and the girl behind went, ooh, oh, that one's interesting. But she didn't give it to the library. She put it in her own pile to take home. Oh, oh. That, the Cinderella complex. I've always wanted to read that. And I was thinking, <laughs> and yeah. she was the same. She said the same thing. She said, you must be really sorted after reading all of these self-help books. <laughs> and I went, no, they've just gone completely over my head. Then nothing well, stayed in. Well, I think it's I think it's always just about getting back on track of where you are. You know, it's it's a, just a reminder. It's a check in with yourself. I think that's what all of that is. Yeah, is they the check in good, it, because life yeah. can keep sweeping us away. And but going back to that freedom part, you know, of the seventies, you know, there's creative freedom too. Mm. So what do you think about nowadays? I mean, over there, if you've got a label, they can be demanding, so it's not as free. But no. do you think it's? I kind of feel like. We've, we've stifled ourselves a little bit in the way we are these days. You've got to watch everything you say. You've got to do this. Got, you know oh, what I mean? It's yeah. it's almost, we. I don't know, we've become these really anal perfectionists. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We've given birth to them, I'm afraid. I mean, my, <laughs> my kids are like thought police. If I put anything on Facebook that they don't like, they go, Mom, get it down now. Get it down now. All your friends hate you, you know. <laughs> you can't say this. You can't say oh, that. You can't yeah, no, you can't. You can't. No, it's your, our own children that are policing us most of the time. But, I mean, they do it for the best reason, yeah. I suppose. They don't, they don't want to. It's hard for them to see their mother insulted in public you know if somebody says don't be ridiculous you're being you know what a stupid idea they can't live with that I can live with that yeah. because you know so what if it's a stupid idea it's my idea it's the way I think and it's my opinion but it's true I don't I don't post on Facebook anything that isn't music related or you know I mean, I don't do what I've had for lunch because that's a bit... I have to watch Nancy because she says some very quirky things, but then, you know. <laughs> well, that's part of her charm, probably. But that, you know? but that is it. Well, because yeah. it's um, there's a very... Honesty is honesty. And I think we've just... That's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, the more we don't get to just have that, you know, we've got to use our voices while we can in life yeah, because do. they can be taken away. 
Especially, oh, you know, yes. right? It, look, yes. women are going through all kinds now, you know, and I, I just think we, you know, there's no, there's a difference between actually hurting somebody that that we don't we're not talking about hurting. Oh people. yeah, but no. I don't know. There manners. just feels a difference. You've got to yeah. have manners about you know. You don't want to attack anybody first. <laughs> <laughs> trying, but it's just, but that's the thing about music. Where music is that freedom part. No one can tell you what to enjoy and not to enjoy music. You know, it's the yeah. same thing as reading a book. No one can tell you what your thoughts are when you're reading a book. That's your own personal journey. Yes, that's you know? right. Yes, and so that's, right. that's a way to keep going. So now, love songs. What prompted you to dive into an album of love songs? Well, I was having a little bit of a fantasy about somebody. I developed Ooh. a bit of a. Well, the, the thing was, lockdown was was traumatic because my mother had just died. She and oh, and I couldn't go to her funeral up north. I mean, she was. Uh, she was 90 so she had a good long life and for the last four years she had dementia so she had been ailing you know she was just a little bag of bones in a cot towards the end but I did get to see her on her 90th birthday three months before she died and that was lovely and my daughters and I were all up there but I knew she was on the way out really but it was still it's always traumatic when when your mother dies you can't get away from the trauma of that so um yeah it was awful because I was I live alone which I love no problem mm. there but at a time like that when you really need comfort my daughters weren't allowed to see me and it was really mm. a really uh sad time so I kind of fixated on this person developed a bit of a a crush and started writing all these love songs sounds like um, you need to write a play or something this. well do you know what um I am going to write a book about my life I, I know that's my next oh. project because it has been Great. a bit of a, ro a roller coaster ride I mean it's everybody's oh, life good, is though. interesting but good. I mean you've lived it then yeah I have and and you know the thing was it was a very interesting time in the music business as somebody at um uh the the chap that um runs my uh, side of the label with, within cherry red daniel earnshaw he said you were very lucky claire that you emerged during the 70s because everybody in the 70s has managed to hold on to a bit of a reputation mm. and it's quite a curious thing to say you know since nobody can remember any hits from the 80s apart from the massive ones um, but, uh, it, yeah, so it was a very interesting time to, to be in the music business. Um, and, uh, but you're interesting too, with the, your, your voice and, and your singing and the songs that you write, you know, like I, I mentioned baseball blues, and then you listen, you know, to a pocket full of love songs. And then, you know, it's like, <laughs> who cares? We're going to get to that. All three songs are completely different, and then in between there, you decided, "Hey, I'm going to do new age music." So you're you've the roller coaster to me is about you know we're the blend. We say uh, you know variety is the spice that puts quality into life because oh, it is. You yes. can't you can't everything's connected. That's what the blend yes. is about, and yes. I think that's kind of where you are with your music. It's it's you. There's no one. There's no other Claire. So don't even try it. No, <laughs> but um, there's just you tap into different things of what you obviously want to do and write and sing. Mm. And I think mm. that's a beautiful thing to not just be like nichified into one zone. It's been uh, it's it's meant that I have stayed in music 
creating it. Um, I remember years ago, my manager saying, oh, Claire, your songs are too personal. That was the first criticism. Um, that's why, you know, you're, you're not emerging into any sort of hit. You're not making any hit music. Um, and then it was a case of you don't have a niche. You keep changing all the time. Your albums are all mixed up. You, are you a country? Are you folk? Are you rock? And um, I just, I always found that the songs had to dictate to me the kind of sound and the production that they wanted. If they wanted strings, I mean, I do love strings. I love a lush production, really. I mean, I've always envisaged myself on, on stage with an orchestra. It only ever happened once. But, uh, you know, um, I, I grew up watching Barbara Streisand on TV mm. and you know she she was a wonderful influence that was prior to Joni Mitchell of course but um I do love that lush string sound and that sort of uh, scenic themic kind of film music um that I've always you know because it, it's romantic isn't it and mm -hmm. I think essentially I've got a, a romantic type of soul I think that's kind of my Irish background coming out really but mm. I'm, I'm very sentimental um, and nostalgic. Um, and I think that I tend to go towards a, a more romantic sound. But, but then again, the song, like for instance, Mojo, you know, I got my Mojo back. That had to have a, a kind of a stonesy feel to it, you know, mm -hmm. because it was all about, um, go, right, I washed that man right out of my hair now, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. And you're not coming back sort of thing. That's um, it. Yeah, so, uh, so It that sounds was... like, it's almost like you're writing, you know, when you write songs, you're saying they're, they, you know, they are who they are. It's like when we interview authors, they say, you know, they had this idea for a book or a story and then the characters start talking to them and telling them like, no, this is my character. No, I, I want blonde hair. I do not want to be a brunette today. I would like to have this. Thank you very much. And yeah, I'm a real brat over here. Like they'll tell you. And so is it that way for you when you're writing? Because it feels like you're creating these stories. You know, you're a storyteller with your songs. I think that's like huge. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, I, I think that the song and the story emerges and, uh, and then it asks for a sort of... Um, specific arrangement there's a there's a great story one on the album I did prior to this one called the Duchess of Seville which you can probably listen mm -hmm. to on Spotify which is a complete story about a couple that go away to Spain because you know she wants to marry him but mm -hmm. he's kind of well um, we'll go away on holiday and I'll make up my mind and they and he does and they toasting you know and then all of a sudden um the Duchess of Seville walks into the room and it's like oh what's going to uh -oh. happen now yeah so that, that it really is a story song from start to finish um but yeah I, I i do i do like a good story in a song you know a song that doesn't have any that rambles and doesn't have any coherence is it, hard for me to get a grasp on you know mm -hmm. maybe, maybe it's the the folk that you know the, the that my folk roots that have meant that um that I lean towards that, mm -hmm. even if I maybe give a song a bit of a rock treatment or, so, or a jazzy treatment, like uh, this duet, that's kind of a jazzy one, like a samba uh, mm. feel, which, which is nice and breezy, isn't it, that one? And I like the flute in the album too. Oh, Who's what, the recorder? 
The recorder. Oh, so the recorder. That's yes. what, oh, I used to play the recorder. I used to drive. Yes. Oh my gosh. So you were playing that. I awesome. was saying that. Oh yes. my gosh. That's awesome. Yes. So do you, do you play guitar mostly? Play I, I play guitar. I play guitar. Oh no, I don't really play piano. I think I did. I used to play piano. I played it on my second album um, and on the first and on the first yeah, album, but go. I play badly. Um, and and I haven't really kept it up, so I play worse than I did years ago. But um, I don't. I've never really rated it my guitar work. But one thing I am good at is if people start singing something, I'm very good at being able to pick out the you know where the chords go. You know. Okay, okay that's I, good. That sort of thing. But um, I'm not here a, and... Yeah, I'm not a great guitarist. I mean, all my guitars were replaced on the album, to be oh, honest. So, yeah. so when, when you tour and, and perform, are you doing mostly singing without playing or do you do both? No, I, I, I play guitar. I play guitar. Yeah. There's just me, really. I'm going to post some uh, live stuff. I, I did a bit of filming last night um, just here okay. in my local town outside in a in a car park. And I just played the guitar myself. It was so funny because Claire's uh, in the car park. Go yeah, see I was in the car park. And there's going to be a boot sale later. <laughs> <laughs> and I took my nephew along to film me, and oh, cool. um, uh, and we walked into the car park stairwell, which is where I was going to be doing it, sitting on the stairs. And there were six young boys in there. Uh oh. I know. So I just went, uh oh, what's going on? You know, you just immediately kind of go, oh. And then they went, and they just went, oh, well, we're just sheltering from the rain. It's okay, isn't it? And I went, yeah, of course. And they just, and then they saw the guitar and they said, well, what, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm just going to do some filming, if that's okay with you. And they went, can we stay and watch? So they stayed and watched. We'll be very quiet. So um, I'm going to post that uh, in the next few days, hopefully. Uh, so, oh, yeah, cool. that was badly, badly played guitar. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't play guitar at all well, but I get away with it, if you know what well, I mean. Well, are you going to tour with the album? Um, I did put a tour together last year. Um, I can't really see myself organising it, really. I, I did an awful lot of organising of a tour that I put together, and then it all had to be cancelled because of mm. COVID. So I just haven't got the heart to do it anymore. If I, I get messages from people saying, will you play here? And I go, yes um cool. so if people get in touch with me then I will always go and sing I'm happy to sing anywhere um awesome where where yeah. are you based now because I know you've moved a little bit here and there um I am based on the south coast uh oh, in nice. a little town called well St Leonard's Hastings and St Leonard's I live in the St okay. Leonard's part of Hastings which is where the old battle of Hastings took place yeah I was gonna say that's that's famous. some history right there yeah, yeah. Very yeah, cool. It's a really, really nice cool. little town. It's very arty. Lots of artists live here and musicians and um, everybody knows everybody. We're getting a lot of people moving here now because it is kind of a cool place to be. So yeah. especially since COVID, lots of people were working at home and then they thought, well, why am I working in London when I could be by the sea? Mm. So uh yeah i live at the same we're in a big shift with all of that i wonder what you know five years from now what it's going to look like are we even going to have office buildings and i don't really care if we have office buildings or not i i because you know we travel full time and i'm i'm just you can work the, the joy of technology so we have to be nice to it even though we're swearing at it right now it you know it it allows us to be in places and 
to work and yes. actually enjoy and people work from home so it's kind of like we've gone back to the farm life you know what I mean like we used to all just oh you know, yeah that's right I think yeah kind of we've kind of turned back a little bit yeah so I think it's yeah. cool I just you know it's more balanced yeah. I think yeah you know I've never had to go to an office and uh I know I, my, I, uh, my eldest daughter does and so does my youngest daughter they both I'm sorry work working <laughs> uh, yes my middle daughter's a, a singer actor so she oh awesome like her mom yeah so she has a sort of peripatetic lifestyle if that's the right word I'm not quite sure um but uh, the other the, I remember my my eldest daughter um I said I said to her when when she was young Tari you've got a fantastic voice you could be a singer as well and she went no mom she said I want to earn some money in my life I don't want to sing like you so she's uh, in advertising and doing very well for herself well they, are, oh, they both yeah. are yeah my youngest that's awesome yeah yeah that's awesome you know it everybody's got to do what they got to do you know, I know. Their soul and feed their yes. soul you know yeah. and I think you know music it's not an easy thing you no, know it's, it's, it's not. not consistent as an no. as an industry it's um and to be able to do your own thing you know kudos I mean to me it's and being able to stay true to yourself and have the integrity of 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 your creativity and to hold on to that is a very special thing to do can't it be is, a sellout and you're not yeah. that's what I yeah. love about your music it's like as I was listening I'm like wow, you, you're, you're straight up. That's, that is just so powerful to have that kind of sound, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I did. I, you're right. I didn't set up really. I've just stuck, stuck mm -hmm. to how, how I wanted to do things. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Doing, doing the new age thing was a very interesting departure, but it wasn't yeah. my idea. <laughs> it was <laughs> my ex-husband's idea. He had a record label and he was, uh, he was putting out in, um, instrumental music and okay. it was hard to sell so he'd gone to a trade fair in new york and discovered new age music came back to england and said i know how to market my instrumental artists now i'm going to market them as new age artists he said but i want you to make a new age album uh, as part of this collective and, and uh, i said okay that's fine what, what do you want and he said uh, well i want you to make an album just using your voice and nothing else and what, what no guitar no instruments no other musicians no just you and I went oh wow that's quite a concept so um I went to where I came up with the seasons you know it seemed like a good thing to hang it on and then just started writing the music and it was the most amazing experience because it was very very quick to do um, I didn't have to hire anybody else, just went straight in and recorded it. And I planned out where I was going to put the various voices and what I was going mm. to do with them. I mean, it's a very simple album in many ways, but it is also quite atmospheric as well. So that I think cool. the voice is such a fascinating instrument. It mm. really is. And we have all these chambers to use and then layering and harmonizing and all of that. You know, I did. Yeah. Um, I, I, I did a lot of blues and rock singing years ago and had a band and all of that. And before that, I challenged myself and I don't know why I did this, but it, it was challenge. I went and um, auditioned to sing in a madrigal group. I don't know oh. what the hell I was doing. I was like, what, 21, 22, you know, party girl and go off and 
you know, here's all these yeah. ladies kind, kind of in, you know, the dresses. It's, and... it's not easy, is it? I joined Hell the no. group oh about my... six months ago as well. Oh, my God. It is. Yeah. And so they sat, one had a piano, one had the auto harp. And then I had to do this, la, 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 like, and read the music. Yeah, and I'm read like, the music. Yeah. I had read the music since I was a kid playing the recorder. Yeah. And, you know, I just do stuff, you know. Yeah. And I can read, but I mean, it, I mean, has it been 20s? You know, I'm like, this has been years, 15 years. I don't know. So I did it. I was like, I don't know why I'm doing this. And then they called me and they was like, please come join the group. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm doing the blues and the rock thing. So I did Aww. that, you know, but, yeah. but it taught me um, it, it just that one audition and doing that music, it made me really go back and relearn things and really like discover this whole other side of my voice that I just, you know, so I think that kind of thing is so it teaches you something, you know, yeah. and it, te- it you go different directions that, you know, again, it's like a whole other instrument, you know? It, yes, it is. And, and also that discipline of, because I didn't really grow up, uh, apart from at school, like yourself, you know, reading a bit of music, playing the recorder, or doing, reading a bit of music at school. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I went into my own music world, it was all just coming out of me by played by ear. I never wrote uh, any music down or so. And and I've recently joined a choir where I have to read music. And it's I put it to people. It's a bit like my mum doing the crosswords when she got older. <laughs> and I'm sort of doing some equivalent. You know, I'm, I'm learning to read music. And it's it's very interesting. It's really demanding, yeah. but I'm really enjoying it. It's yeah, sort of making my brain yeah. work, you know. So. And singing in choirs, I mean, that really, that teaches you, you know, like back offs, you know, the volume control, all of that. Yes, it It's does. like a whole different dynamic too. Yes, it it's is. It's a whole dynamic skills of singing yeah. in that. Is, yeah. It's nice. Because you different. don't want to overpower your, 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 the person standing next to you. It's very rude. God will strike that. you down. Yeah, yes, <laughs> Oh, exactly. now you're going to get in trouble. But you can't, <laughs> but it is, and, and it's just that, it's a whole other dynamic mm. than like if you're playing guitar in a rock band or whatever, there's like, you know, the di- that set of dynamics and in knowing that it's coming from a human being, a human mm. voice. Yes. I find that a very, it's very pure. It, yeah. It's a wonderful thing to be part of a choir. I recommend it to everybody, really. I, I'm in, well, I was in the Madrigal group, but sadly the chap wow. running it, he's been ill. So that, that's not happening, but I'm in a bark choir where we do really demanding pieces and I'm also in a church choir and uh, they they're always crying out for people and it's such a good thing to do um, to just be able to sing every week I sing I sing Thursday nights at the choir and then you know we church on Sunday morning singing hymns and then the Bach choir practices on a Friday night so I get a lot of vocal workouts and I have my own choir that I teach on a Saturday as well wow. so I sing with them so I'm doing a lot of singing and it's really good I really encourage anybody that's listening to join a local choir I mean it, yes you'd all right, the religion part of it for me was very important. In fact, I went back to church and then I joined the choir. Mm. But, you know, I'd see people in the choir that aren't devoted to um, their religious practice, but they're there as part of something and it's lovely and it washes over you. And, you know, oh, it's you positive. Can have a, it's a, ha- yeah. you know, there's a spiritual, spiritualities. is, you know, if you don't have any, no matter what your beliefs are, right, we're all connected in the, all of those beliefs in some way. 
Yeah. So we should stop fighting about them. Oh, just, I just can't believe there's another war. Another I war. know. It's it's insane. Oh, it is. Spirituality is um, a very moving thing. If you look at gospel, some of my best things is like I will sit there and, you know, just I, and I, gospel, whether it's white or black or any, you know, any uh, culture, right, mm. is incredibly moving because it is is I don't know I think it does get to the purest part of like messaging you know yes, yes, of right. feeling whether it's um please help me or thank you or gratitude mm, or mm. hey I'm calling up the spirits you know whatever yes, it is absolutely it is absolutely um, empowering. Yeah, yeah it is I needed to go back I was getting a bit too Islamophobic to be honest <laughs> and it worried me you know because of all of the well we'd had a lot of those Middle Eastern wars and lots of refugees mm -hmm. and and uh, you know and then you have a few bombs in your own country and people killed and it, it does it does you know turn you against a certain uh, group of people so I went back to church to help me to be less islamophobic and it worked i wow. uh, i'm a lot you know a lot calmer about it well about... yeah because you yeah because you can't go like whole one whole you can't generalize really because no. it's just the extremists yeah. you know yeah it, absolutely yeah. Mm -hmm. well i grew yeah. up with a lot of terrorism kind of in, in um lived in south africa and kenya and, and so wow. there was a lot wow. of you're taught how to you know look at bombs and we lived in england too for you know during the punk era i was like wow. wow we went from the tribes of africa to more piercings and hair great hair. oh wow you know yeah i love the i love the punk era quite frankly yeah. i just thought it was like all right you listen we can't let go of what we did in the 70s we're still going to keep it was just like Absolutely. the identity you know um i think we need a new punk revolution <laughs> i think we're on the way to one and it's probably going to be global actually this time yeah. rather than just uh you know in uh in the west but uh we do there is i'm sure there's going to be a, a some form of revolution i really just i hope it's for it. a positive one because you know it just it feels like it's not going to be but it could be and it's really yeah. about you know traveling as much as we do and meeting people and, and doing what we do is you really get to a point like being you know in South Africa, people did fight and went against, I mean, obviously apartheid, right? And everything. So yeah. there were definitely, eventually just like all of that, yes or no, but there's no such thing. We draw lines in the sand, but there's no such thing. You can't because that is, that's not what nature does. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Nature's always moving and changing. Yes. And us as human beings need to evolve in that way. And so I think it's, um, it's hard. But reconnecting to those spiritual roots, I think, do does really help people yes, to it, connect, it reconnect. Does. Yes, we do. You, you, uh, as you say, because you've traveled, you realize that. I think travel is a wonderful thing for for people to find out that they'll go the, to the other side of the world, and people over there are just the same. They just want the same things in life that that everybody does. And they just want to live in peace and have a nice life. And that's, you know, when you're meeting people from other cultures, it feels such a privilege, doesn't it, really? Mm -hmm. You know, when they mm -hmm. smile at you and they're so welcoming and how can I help and what would you like? And, you know, it's just, it's like traveling is really, really good. There's no and, doubt about it. And playing music in different countries is a whole yeah. other thing too. And, yeah. and learning the music in different cultures, you know, when we lived in Mexico for a little while and 
I would go out and listen to all the different Mexican bands. And, and then there were also rock bands that were covering, like, you know, they loved the eighties at that when we were there. It's just, I remember everybody at the eighties and, and they would play like Led Zeppelin and stuff too, you know, all these bands, yeah. but I remember this mariachi band and they were just doing all this amazing music. And cause it just, just talk about the singing, like this is a different version of choir, right? Yes, absolutely. And um, incredible harmonies and just that, ah, I love it. But yeah. the one guy was like, here, gave me the guitar and like you, you, play for us and I'm like holy crap I can't do that yeah that, that's rude I, I felt so like I can't but I did you know and I was so I was one of the most nervous I was so nervous and like you know you guys are so amazing with what you're doing and and now you want to hear like some you know <laughs> some, you know American nice. you know yeah. but it was really cool so that yeah. the musical exchange to me that's when I say to people when you go different places try and tune into that local sound and even mm. in this country we have so many different sounds like if you go to louisiana or you know if you're north carolina or mm. um like the appalachian music like i was saying it's different than when you go to california you got you know surf music yeah. so it's yeah it's it, england too right it, it, you yeah hear different oh yeah kind of yeah we we do i think um pop music is kind of much of a, of a muchness but a regional folk music is quite different. It's true. Mm. The different sounds of people's voices. If you go into mm. the different regions, it's uh, it's lovely. I love accents. Mm -hmm. I love guessing where people are from. That's a good game as well, isn't it? Do you do yeah. that over there? I bet you do. Oh, oh you yeah, must I be mean... from Detroit. I can hear it in your voice. Yeah, or exactly. You must be from uh, Kansas. Or I don't know what an <laughs> Kansas accent is must sound like but maybe you um, if if, uh, if i do it now then people will think you know you know we're politically correct it's, oh yeah like, that's yeah, right yeah you, you know what i yeah. mean so it's like oh you know but i can i can do some of them i'm like i'll don't start me yeah <laughs> oh you mean you can do some of them really oh sure sure oh, sure great but, and it's yeah it's every accent is you know like in arkansas it's not just thank you mm. thank you thank you <laughs> yeah really? thank you uh, yeah you know, so it's a long and drawn but then you go yeah. you but there's something really beautiful about that because it's a it's a laid-back area because it does get so humid it's the mm. natural you know it's the natural state it's full of nature and it's beautiful so people are chilled out like even though it's hot and swampy they're mm. they're just everything's you just move a little slower calmer than new orleans it's not new orleans new orleans I can't do that accent. I can't pronounce it. We do radio shows on Louisiana all the time. And Louisiana, Louisiana, don't ask me how to pronounce anything there. Anything near French, I'm out. But yeah, it's interesting going to the, the different areas, you know, mm -hmm. and then I'm hard. It's hard for me because I grew up in these different countries. So as a kid, I grew up, I, I every dialect, it, I came home as a different culture. Amazing. <laughs> You know? Was your dad in the army or something like that? No, Nancy's uh, primarily a wildlife artist. That's where she started. And oh, so, wow. so as a painter, went to Kenya and worked with Joy Adamson. You remember <gasps> Born Free? Yes. Also wow. Worked out there. And Fantastic. so we did that. And then Joy got murdered. Then we moved to Kenya. Oh, we yeah. moved to England. Yeah. So a lot of standing up for wildlife. Yes. And now I've... here we are traveling full time, documenting parks, public lands. Nothing changes. Amazing. Amazing yeah. work. Yeah. yeah well, so done. well done. Thank you. Well, you too. It's been so much fun chatting with you. Please write more music. 
please write your book come back on anytime it has just been a true true pleasure having you on the show and hearing your new album you've got to be excited it's out to the world right now i love it i love it yes i am excited it's been great talking to you thank you so much you for getting in thank touch. you everybody yeah. again uh, go to the website clairehamill.co.uk and uh, the album is a pocket full of love love songs we're going to close with one of my favorites on there who cares <laughs> i know i'm not supposed to say it that way but who cares it feels so good we're going to close with that it's, it's a great track and we want to thank norfolk tours uh glenn burrows is on our show every fourth saturday so we want to thank glenn burrows of norfolk tours in england he does customized tours of anywhere in England and he'll even hop over to France if you want to go he might go to Ireland and and you know hang out with your family history there because he does a lot of family history so check him out oh, at norfolk-tours.co.uk he's awesome and keep up with us at bigblendradio.com thank you so much Claire thank you Lisa god bless There'll be no withholding, I won't be holding back This love is built ahead of steam that's tearing down the track Full on whistles blowing, we may not know where this is going Who cares, it feels so good There'll be no withholding, I won't be playing games You shot your arrow to my heart, so let love take the blame Feels so good. There'll be no resistance beneath your fingertips. You can let them wander from my shoulders to my hips. And when you pull me closer, you might hear me moan. Take me off this dance floor now, you gotta get me home. There will be surprises. I'll do anything you want in and out of 
feel so good.